What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today, I've got my good friend Tyler Jensen on the podcast, and we're talking all about flipping houses. We're talking all about the current market, um, what's going on, the fact that you might have some houses that are sitting on the market a lot longer than you would like. Um, you might have some that you're going to have to lose money or break even on when you were expecting to make more money. It's just the reality of the situation right now. But we talk today about how to get you out of that. And in fact, Tyler dropped one of the biggest gold nuggets I've ever heard in my entire life. So make sure that you tune in for this whole show. You're going to love it. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody. I have another awesome show for you guys today. And um, one of my best friends on the show today talk, talk about flipping houses and where we are in the marketplace and all kinds of stuff like that. So um, Tyler, what's up, man? You've been on the show many, many times. If you just give yourself a quick intro, I think we can just jump into it and give yeah. them the value today. For sure. So based in Utah, uh, we flip a lot of houses in Utah. We've, do, we've done some in Virginia, North Carolina, uh, Wyoming right now as well. So in a few different markets, we're moving a lot of uh, properties still. We're still flipping houses. We're still in the game, right? Considering whatever that ha is happening in the market. So uh, yeah, I've been doing it a long time and excited to be back, Bill. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you today. And in fact, let's just jump right into that. So I know we've been talking about a... Like what's going to happen in the marketplace for a while. We saw it during COVID. We actually jumped on uh, shows then talking about this kind of like pause that's happening, what's happening, everybody freaking out. And then it was like booms for another two years. And now we're kind of seeing rising interest rates. The inflation just got crushed. It started with gas prices. If you guys remember that listening, like gas prices started going up. People started going, wait a second, what's happening here? It cost me a lot more money to fill up my tank. They weren't really noticing the bread, the milk, the eggs, all that stuff going up is like creeping up. Some people were talking about it, but not many. And then gas prices are the thing that hit us. And it was like, oh, rising inflation. And then, um, okay, well, the Fed starts talking about it. And the Fed like just all the Fed had to do was say, we're thinking about raising rates. And next thing you know, people started freaking out. Like it's, oh, we're going to start compressing. And then they started raising rates, like um, like three quarters of a basis point, just like over and over and over again. Right. And so that's been happening. It's probably going to continue to happen. And, and now we're in that point where everybody's been talking about for the last two years, like this is coming. You can't just print money and do whatever you want and have massive inflation and have a trillions of dollars of debt to the country. Um, basically, our country is completely insolvent, by the way, in case you were wondering. And, um, and, and think that everything's going to be fine forever. So we got to that point and that's kind of where we sit right now. And now it's starting to affect the real estate market a little bit. I feel like sellers expectations of what they want to get for the house and buyers expectations of what they're willing to pay for the house are far off right now. And we're kind of in this gap as we've been calling it since July, really for us, we've been talking about that at our July event for altitude. And we're still kind of sitting in that just hoping and wondering that the fog will clear. So I, I, I give all that context for anybody that's listening. And now what I pose to you, Tyler, is kind of like, how is this affecting your business? What are you seeing? And what does that look like? Because I think it's going to help people that are out there thinking maybe like they're the only ones having a problem or things like that. What does that look like for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. So the last podcast that we did, I think was in June or July together. And I talked about on that podcast, 
getting back to the basic fundamentals of flipping houses, right? That we've got to, we could see it kind of coming. This tidal wave was coming back in the summer. We said, hey, this is going to happen. And we said, hey, it's time to get serious and get back to these fundamentals. So for us, that's what we've really focused on. And whether you listen to that podcast and actually did something with it is totally something different. But we're doing the same thing right now in our market is that we've really gone back to blocking and tackling. We're getting back to the fundamentals. We're not flipping houses and getting $50,000 over asking. Those days are gone, right? And we talked about that in the summer. We knew that was going to happen, that you're not going to get $50,000 over asking anymore. The, the problem that I see with flippers is they still have that expectation that where are they comping these properties and what's realistic and how do we comp these properties for this falling market? And so what we're doing and what we're seeing in our market, I'll kind of address that first, that inventory has gone way up. So three months ago, four months ago, we had two weeks of inventory in my market, two and a half weeks of inventory, which is not a lot. Now we have over three months of inventory in my market. So that's the huge change is that we've gone from low inventory and a high demand, a, high, a good seller's market to we've kind of flipped it on its head. And it really happened, Bill, like exactly what you're saying, that inflation started and then interest rates happened. So mid-August is when it, the flip, the switch really got flipped. So when interest rates went up kind of that second week in August, then panic and fear and all these things happened with buyers and it totally changed that buyer sentiment, right? That we talk about a lot, that what are they feeling? They're feeling this fear, interest rates are going up. And now I'm either not going to sell, I'm, I'm going to try and sell my house and beat the market, which they had, had already missed. And so you're seeing a lot of buyers back out and sellers come into the market. So that what does that mean for us as flippers? That houses are going to sit on the on the market a lot longer than they have been. So we're averaging now, we're looking at at least 45 days on the market. And that's a minimum. Um, we're seeing that. I expect that to be a lot longer. So when we're budgeting our flips, we're planning on a six-month hold time. Even if we flip the house really fast, we know it's going to take us a long time to sell that house. So in all of our calculations, our conservative number now is plan on holding it for six months. Not can we move this in 30 days? Can we move it in 90 days that we were so used to doing, right? We could rehab a property, get it sold, uh, everything in 90 days. And those days are gone. They're really hard to move those properties now. So we, we can talk more in strategy on offloading properties and stuff like that. But as far as what I see in the market, I think that houses are still selling. There's still buyers out there. You just have to be the best value. They're a lot pickier now. We're seeing a lot of lowball offers. People will send us $100,000 less than what we're asking for because they're getting bullish now, right? They've we took advantage of, of buyers six months ago, and now they're taking advantage of us as sellers. So we've got to just be careful of that. We've got to watch that, that what, what are we giving the value? What's the best value? And are we priced right that we can sell this property, that we're the most valuable property? So, you know what I, I see? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you, you nailed it. Uh, here's what I see. We, we as investors have, and really human beings in general have like no, um, we move into this new train of thought and we just stay there. Like we have no memory and recollection of what it was like before that time. I was going to yeah. say short attention spans, but it's not attention span. It really is like, like memory and history. 
because when I started doing this, like the, my house would sit on the market for 30 or 40 days and people would ask for like seller concessions and closing costs and pay $10,000 of their closing costs and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, okay, like that was totally normal. Like, oh, I'm going to make 25,000 instead of 35,000. Like I thought, and I didn't know any better. And so what happens is we get conditioned to feel like this is normal. And what's happening now is the opposite's happening, right? Like you said, the sellers or the buyers are coming in and they're lowballing, And some, some sellers are going, oh, I guess this is it. Like, I just have to sell this house. I can't wait. Like it's been three days on the market or a week on the market. I got to drop my price and drop my price and drop my price. And it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy of, of then sellers accepting less than what they could probably get if they just waited a little bit longer. And then, then it's requiring all the sellers to start doing that because it's dropping the market. And, um, and now the comps are lower and now the appraisals come in lower and, and it's just kind of goes that way. And I'm not saying like, I'm certainly not saying just like sit on your property for three months and the right buyer will come along and you'll sell it for the really high price. It's like a, it's like a balance. Like it, it, everybody just has to take one step towards each other a little bit in, in that from what I see. So we have to remember the time where our houses wouldn't sell in like a week or two days or one day with like 50 showings. And we have to remember what we had to do then or find somebody that, that was selling houses in 2018 or 2017 or 2019. Like it, those, when I started in like 2013, 14, and then like really scaling the business in 15, it was like, we, I mean, I would have wholesale deals where I would send out and nobody was interested, not a single person. Like I'd have low open rates. People would not make me offers. I would have to send a price reduction, go back to renegotiate with the seller, you know, all these things. And now then the past few years, it's just been like, send it out. We have a house. Let's sell it. Just collect, (laughs) collect whatever the highest bidder. It was a big auction. Like, yeah. And it was great. Like, so it's gone like from flat to really spiking. And now we're, we just have to go back to that mentality and methodology again. And like you said, the, the, the key piece, I think for the op, the operations of the flippers are on time on budget and, and looking at actual holding costs and numbers and things like that. You're not going to get saved by an up market. And when the tide goes out, I think it's Warren Buffett's quote, the tide, go, tide goes out, you're going to see everybody swimming naked. And that's kind of what's happening right now with some of the, some of the flippers. So what does your kind of inventory look like right now? And, and, and how do you feel? Like, how do you truly honestly feel right now um, with where you guys are at right now? Um, do you think? Yeah. So we made the same mistake, right? Like we were buying properties that we were just making a ton of money on. So we probably bought some properties that we shouldn't have. And pretty much all, I'm going to say all of the rehabbers that I've talked to have done the same thing, right? They maybe have bought some properties, they got overconfident. Now they're stuck with these properties that may or may not make money, right? And that's okay. We all made the same mistake. And just talking in, in, in our mastermind group and talking with these people, hey, I probably shouldn't have bought this house. I got in too much and I got excited about all these buying deals and I bought some houses that I probably shouldn't have bought. And we're in the same boat. We have 12 houses on the market right now that are just sitting. And our showings are way down. We're doing a ton of stuff. And we'll, again, I think we'll we'll hit on exit strategies maybe a little later on of how we're do, what we're doing to move those properties. But we've got twelve houses sitting on the market right now that we're just we've been slashing prices 
And slashing prices is good, but it doesn't matter how low the price gets. It's how many people can we get to even look at that house, right? That's really the controllable factor. If we drop our house by $100,000 and no one comes to see it, it doesn't matter if it was $50,000 or $100,000, we've got to get buyers interested in our properties. And so that's what our biggest focus on is how are we moving some of these properties? And again, it comes back to resetting that inventory. Real estate is very cyclical. If you look back at the last 100 years, we've had booms, we've had recessions, housing goes up, interest rates go up, interest rates go down, right? It's a cycle. And where are we at on this cycle? And it's okay, it's gonna happen. Has it happened before? Yes. And will it happen again? Probably, right? All these things happen. We just have to learn to pivot quicker and adapt to that market. So with the market, with us, how we're feeling is that, hey, can we play this game long-term? And what does that look like for us? And how do we, we start resetting that inventory? That's the key, I think, to the answer to your question is how do you reset that inventory Get rid of some of that bad stuff that maybe we shouldn't have bought, right? Our cash flow sucks. We need to figure out we have some pain. Get rid of that bad inventory and start resetting it with good inventory. We've just bought another house that we bought really, really deep because the seller needed to move and they thought their house was worth a lot less. We can use that to our advantage to still buy really good deals. And I think that that's a huge opportunity coming for us. But you've got to get rid of this bad inventory at the same time. So how can we liquidate that bad inventory. You might have to write a check. You might have to, you know, it's going to be painful for a little bit, but once we can restart, reset that inventory and start buying better deals, that's the path forward for us that we're looking at is how, Hey, we know we messed up. We can learn from those mistakes. We're not going to do that again, but we have to solve that problem and liquidate the bad assets. But we're not just focused on those. We've got to be focused on filling our pipeline again with better deals. And so that's how we're moving forward is, yeah, we got a little nervous, right? We're like, man, 12 houses on the market. But once we looked at them and we've talked with some mentors and people that are in, in our group and people that I look to uh, for mentorship, we've kind of talked through those problems. I'm like, okay, I feel like we have a good game plan. Now let's focus on how do we overcome it and how do we survive the gap? It's with good, better inventory that we know we can make money on. Yeah, the the thing that I think is is a lot of people are are sitting here in this, in this time and real thinking that they're all alone and they're the only ones that are going through this. Cause nobody really talks about the stuff that, um, that is challenging. They talk about like yeah. all good stuff, you know? And so once somebody talks about it, then the, the dam just opens up and bursts and everybody starts saying, Oh yeah, me too, me too, me too. I've talked about this before in relationships in uh, finances and in, in personal life and spirituality, anything you say, Hey, I got this thing going on. Yeah, I'd say six out of the 10 people that are standing around you say me too, but I, I wasn't going to be the first one to talk about it. So I think that's the first step is just understanding like, Hey, um, don't hold all that in. Like, Hey, I've got a problem. I've got this thing that's going on. I need some help. Um, has anybody ever been through this? Anybody have any ideas and then figure out how to get through it? I will say sometimes just like Tyler said, you actually have to write a check and take a loss to come out on the other side and figure out how to keep going. Like um, what I, what I, what I saw previously is people just wouldn't drop their price. And they're just kind of like, they're like, no, I'm not going to drop my price. They end up losing more money than if they just dropped their price earlier or, or figured out a way to offload that inventory. As a, if you are a flipper, a house flipper, and you want to continue to be a house flipper, you are a dealer. You're a dealer. 
it's just like when you go to another shop and they have a lot of stuff on sale. They might lose money on that inventory to create capital or space, opportunity, space in their store. For you, it's probably space in your mind and space in your worry. Like right now, you're doing so much worrying and you're not, you're blinded by future opportunity because you're worrying on things from the past or present. And so what you need to do is you need to offload that stuff. I Look, I this happened to me in Blackjack. I've talked about it before. I had to stroke a check. I had to pay. We had a bunch of, during a boom time, we had a bunch of stuff that was like upside down because we bought too many properties. We overextended ourselves. We were trying to flip 50 houses in a year. Uh, the partnerships just weren't working. All the stuff that was happening, it just wasn't a good situation. I had to come in and bail out. I had to come in and make hard decisions. I had to write checks, half a million dollars. I had to put half a million dollars of my own money into the company that I will probably never see again. And to, to get to a point where we, we, I just started selling off inventory and trying to collect as much money back of, of my own money. I'll probably, I'll probably lose 250 to 300 at the end of the day, I think, um, in all of that. And other people got paid like contractors, other people, things like that. But you're the business owner. You got to go through that. And I'll tell you what, on the backside, like, I'm just happy that I don't have to worry about all that stuff anymore. Like I got rid of that inventory. I got it to a place there where I can hand it off over to Adam. And I was like, Adam, you're running the show now. And I got it exact. Like, you don't have to take this burden. Like, here you go. You take the majority share ownership of it. I'm going to, I'm going to take an advisory role. I'm going to be a mentor. I'm going to be a consultant. If you need money, I'm here. I'll invest in the business. And that was it. And so, so you guys know, like, you're not alone. We've all been through this, everyone. And if, if anybody says that everything's bright and rosy all the time, and they've never had to, they have made a mistake, bought the wrong houses. Like even, even like somebody who's like, I've been preaching this for two years that you should be ready for this. Get back to the basics. Tyler is in the same spot as you. So yeah. you're so, okay. Now, like, what do we do about it? So now we've established the fact that they're not alone. They understand what the, where the market is and where it's going. We need to watch out for that. We need to get back to the basics. We need to get on time, on budget, all that stuff. There's future opportunity, right? Adjust the numbers, buy better, you know, move forward. You're a dealer. So you're going to have to constantly be bringing inventory in. The hard thing with flippers is you don't see that money for months afterwards, right? So now we got this time, like, what do we do to sell those houses? Like, what are you doing to sell those houses? Where are some tips that you have? Yeah. So just like you said, it's the clearance rack, right? So all of these houses that we bought, they're on the clearance rack. We've got to get ready for the spring inventory. And so that's what we're doing now is they're on the clearance rack. And how do we move those properties and what are we doing? Yes, you are definitely not alone. And is it a hard time? For sure. We we know that and I can relate to you. I, I'm, I'm, I feel the pain right there with you. And I know that a lot of people are in that same situation as well. Um, but you can do this, you can overcome it. And that's been a really hard challenge for me is getting in that mindset that, Hey, it's okay. And, and I messed up and we bought these properties and my cash flow is terrible and all of that, but you can do this. You can do hard things. And that's what we keep teaching people is that you've got to, it really starts with your head, right? Trust me. I've been in a lot of dark spaces and I wanted to cry myself to sleep at night, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, how do we figure this out one step at a time? And like Bill, you wrote, you had to write a $500,000 check. And for some of us, we just can't do that, right? I've written checks that I'm like, I don't know that I can afford to write this check. So you've got to really get creative and figure out a way 
that we can still make it a win for investors. We can still make it a win for everybody else that our contractors, all of that stuff. But you have to solve one problem at a time. You can't solve all your problems right now. You look at all these things because it's overwhelming. It's just like you go into a hoarder house and you're going to flip it. And you're like, okay, this is overwhelming. I, I need it. Where do I need to start? I need to get rid of the garbage first so I can see the canvas. And that's what you have to do now. Solve one problem at a time. What's the closest alligator to the boat? The biggest problem. And then I'm also thinking what gets me closest to the dollar? Is there assets that I can get rid of? Could I reduce this price? Can I do seller financing? What if I, I have these um, deals that we could do some longer term stuff on? What if I could get cash now? Would I rather take cash now or sell it in three months? So there's a lot of different strategies that you can do, um, but you got to think creatively. How do I make my investors whole? Maybe we cross collateralize on new inventory and I pay the debt that way. There's just so many things that you can do, but let's talk specifically on how we're moving properties. So how we're, how we're moving properties, we're doing everything we can to get people to come and see our houses. We're doing open houses several times a week. We're doing realtor tours. We have two realtor tours today that local realtors are coming to our properties to see our rehabs. We are looking at long-term financing. So we have some lenders that will do a 40-year loan, interest-only payments. Can we hold on to take some of these properties back and keep them as rentals and sell them when the market gets better, right? We've been looking at those options. We've been slashing prices just like everybody else. We want to be the best value of what they're compared to, right? So if our house is the nicest and it's the cheapest, then people are more likely going to buy our properties. So we're doing, our realtors are working hard. We're looking at grants. So there's a lot of grants that the government is offering for first-time homebuyers still. So we live in Utah and there's a, a huge market that we flip in is called Ogden. There's, it's called Own in Ogden. And it's a grant that will help you reduce your rate of, the 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 rate of your loan, right? And it's a government grant that will help you first-time homebuyers afford a house. We're also, we just did something that um, we've never tried before. Instead of doing a price reduction, we just said, hey, we'll pay for your first six months of your mortgage payment. So it was about $15,000 on this house. We had three offers the next day when we changed the listing to say that. So instead of taking a $15,000 price reduction, we said, hey, instead of dropping the price 15, what what could we change that would add value to the buyers? What do they want? What could they have? Could we do a rate buy-down? There's a lot of programs that are doing that. The two-for-one, the, the three-to-one rate buy-downs. I'm not going to go into details of those. Ask your real estate agent. They know about all of them. But we said, hey, instead of reducing the price 15000 what if we could pay for someone's mortgage for six months? Would that add value to buyers? And obviously, it, it worked because we tried it and we said, hey, let's we're going to allow, give a $15,000 allowance. That was about six months of mortgage payments for this specific house. We had three offers literally that same weekend. So to us, we're like, hey, that's something that would be of value. We're adding more value than just putting a house on the market. We're saying, hey, we'll help you pay your first six months of mortgage payments instead of us taking a $15,000. I was going to take, I was going to, I was willing to take that $15,000 cut anyways, but there's no value in it. They get a house that's $15,000 cheaper. It changes their mortgage by six bucks a month or whatever. But if I could pay them and pay their mortgage for six months, that was huge. So we're looking at that. We're like, and this was just barely that we just tried it. But how are you adding value to these buyers? How do you be the best 
priced or the best valued house. You have good quality. You have you're the nicest house on the street. Like all of those things we're thinking outside of the box to try and move these properties. Dude, first of all, that is like the biggest <laughs> I've ever heard. I can't believe you just put that out here. That's amazing. So right. uh, six months, uh, like it's it's exactly right. You nailed it. Like they, they're looking at a $3,000 a month payment or $2,700 a month payment. And if you drop the price, they don't care. Their payment is still the same, five bucks, 10 bucks a month. Like, and it's all interest up front. So if you can do that, man, that's genius. Absolutely genius. <laughs> I thought I was smart with this interest rate buy down that I was going to mention. And that is incredible. So um, the first of all, this is what you need. You need to get creative. You need to start thinking outside For the sure. box like that. Like that's, ex man, that is awesome. I think you need to, you probably already have drop that inside the Facebook group and tell everybody, <laughs> but this is, this is the power of kind of masterminding, right? This is the power of getting a room with people who are creative, who have some ingenuity, who can really kind of think, um, think outside the box and really kind of like, what do we have to do? We come up with these ideas. Um, I, I saw Kyle Robinson, he dropped in our uh, Facebook group but from the realtor side. He's a realtor, runs a big team. He dropped these, this three, two, one buy down program and where they can actually buy down the rates right now and get them at like a low rate first year, uh, increased rate, second year, increased rate, third year. And you can offer that on your property. Say, Hey, we, um, we, we will connect you with a lender. We have it pre-approved that you can get this. It's, it's a great way to bring people in. Like Tyler said, um, it's all about getting people in the door. Like you mentioned the clearance rack. If you put something on the clearance rack, you you guys know that stuff that sits and sits and sits on the clearance rack, right? It's like the wrong sizes or it just sits there and nobody's going over the clearance rack. Clearance rack looks like kind of like, why, what do I want that? I want the, I want the new thing, right? And what happens is it's not all about price. It's all about like, you have to become a marketer and salesperson. You have to figure out how to get eyeballs on this. It might have to be uh, fresh in the listing a little bit. We've seen people that just, just make a price change to get on a hot sheet where people are looking at it again and it comes back up and it's not a big price change, something smaller. Like there's lots of different things. I remember, I remember back like, like three or four years ago, we would actually raise the price and get more viewings. It was crazy. I was like, what's happening? Like we just dropped the price 10,000. We're not getting showings. And then what I did was I raised it a thousand and people are 5,000 and people like started to come look. I was like, what's happening right now? It's just, and so I'd, I'd constantly be like trying things and testing things. Like how do I get it in front of the right person, the right realtor? The realtors want to get paid right now. They're not getting paid. Let them come in and work for you. Like Tyler said, he's getting realtors to come in, see their product so that when they get a new client, a buyer who's coming in from out of town, they're saying, oh, hey, this is kind of what we're looking for. Oh, I have a great property for you. I know the exact one. And get other salespeople out there for you. You got to figure, like customer service is coming back, y'all. Like it's not like good customer service is coming back. So you start reaching out, you start building connections, you start taking care of people. That stuff's going to boomerang back to you. It's not like highest price, first bidder. Sorry. Uh, I know I, I love you realtor, but uh, I'm taking this other one because it's $3,000 higher. Like th those relationships are coming back. Contractors, realtors, lenders, all this stuff. Like there's sure. only the good people are going to rise to the top. Only the people like the top 10, 15, 20% are going to stay in business. If it, it, once it gets bloody, these people are, 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 they're moving back to plan B and plan C. If you're a full-time flipper or you want to be like, you got to go, like, as Tyler says all the time, you got to fly with the Eagles. All right. Mm -hmm. Fly with the Eagles. And that's, 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 right. that's what this stuff is. Like 
dude, that comment alone, if anybody is still listening on the show, it will <laughs> sell their houses. Like go take totally. that and go do it and put it on your listing right now. I bet you get offers. Like it's and, genius. And it's, it was really easy for us because we talked to the title company. We're like, Hey, is this legal? Can we pay for their mortgage? They're like, yeah, we'll keep it in escrow. We'll make their payment for them for the first six months. That's it's no brainer. The value of that is huge to a buyer that it's a lot easier. Now we're selling value instead of selling the house, right? What else comes with the house where you get this value, right? So I don't have to do anything. I put the money in escrow and, and it, instead of a price drop, it's a credit now on the settlement statement, but we got three offers. So to me, I was like, that was huge. And one listing, we hadn't had any showings in two weeks. And I said, Hey, change the, the first five pictures of to do something. Um, instead of the house, it was kind of like run down. We didn't really do a lot of landscaping on it. We put it to the kitchen and now everyone sees the kitchen first. That's the number one listing. Every time you look at the MLS or whatever it is that you use, Zillow, the first picture is always the outside of the house. Ours is always the nicest part of our house now. So we, we got like eight showings because we changed just the pictures. But just like you said, Bill, you have to be creative. And when you're in a dark space and you're in the weeds, it's really hard to do that, right? It's really hard to, hey, I'm really close to this next thing, but I have all these other problems that are happening and I'm surrounded by the weeds. And trust me, I've been there, right? Like I've been in that dark place that it's hard to see where is true north. What's What step is the next way out of this mess? And when you're surrounded by 10 foot tall weeds, it's really hard to see. If I just take one step here, then I'm going to get closer. But having a mentor or having someone that can help you, having a group that you can rely on that can help you feed these things. That wasn't my idea to do that price thing. I had a really good team. And one of my realtors was like, hey, how do we add value to these home buyers? And I said, hey, well, let's try it. And now having that will speed up, hopefully will speed up the process to other people that they can use the same strategy. And I'm taking Kyle Robinson's strategies and we're implementing them because he's, he's a mentor and I know that he moves a ton of houses. So that's the huge power of being in a group and listening to these podcasts and to having a mentor, someone that can help you. Hey, it's okay to take imperfect action as long as you're taking action because being curled up in the, in a, the fetal position and crying yourself to sleep, it doesn't get you out of the mess faster. You have to take action. You have to be creative. You have to just keep moving forward, right? Regardless of, of what direction it is, it doesn't matter. Just keep taking that step every single day. And I promise you it's going to be okay. I love it. All right. So some great strategies, kind of where you are, got a little real with us on uh, the number of houses you have on the market. Um, I, man, in talking to you, obviously we went on Disney cruise after Footpacking Live. It was very much a conversation of um, you need to like step it up, dude. You are mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Like stop, like we're, we can't beat ourselves up for things that have happened in the past. I'm the same way. Like um, I, I sit there and some of the failures and things that struggles that I've had in the past, you can sit there and be like, you know, Hey, was it this? Was it this? You, you know what we do? We listen to the noise, the exterior noise, like you're talking about everybody else that's talking about it. I see so many people like, Oh, if you were flipping in the last three years and you were successful, it was because of the market, not because of you. Like that's crap. That is absolute crap. 
If you were flipping in the last three years, you were finding properties, you were finding contractors where they're so hard to find, you were managing them, you were raising capital in a very challenging time to raise capital. You were doing all of these things that are very hard to do. Like Tyler says, we do hard things. And do not discount all of the value that you added to the business that you started, the creation and all that stuff. You are awesome. You do not ever forget that. Like if you're listening to this and you're in the personal development space, you are the 1% of people out there that are bettering yourself and you have a dream bigger than everybody else that's out there at every party that you go to, at your church, in the neighborhood that you attend, all that stuff. Like you are awesome. Do not ever forget that. And because what happens is we start beating ourselves up. We start thinking, oh, it was because of this. It was because of this. It wasn't because of me. Like, no, it was because of you. And you're the leader, you're the person that stepped out and took the risk, reap the reward. And now, yeah, maybe the rewards aren't as good as they were before, but you are still taking the risk. You're still getting up, showing up every day. And as long as you continue to do that, you will win. And so I want to be, I, hopefully you guys hear that. Hopefully you believe that. And if not, just come to some of our events and we'll just like, we'll force you to believe it because it's true. Right. And you'll just For get, sure. you'll have immersion. You'll, you'll hear it. You'll feel it. You'll see everybody else. And we will all like rise together. The problem is when you get on our own, we're so vulnerable. Like when you get outside of the herd, you will get picked off. And so you've got to find your tribe. You've got to find the herd. You've got to find the people that you roll with and the people that you connect with. And that is more important now than it's ever been. It was easy to win in some areas over the past few years. It was easy to think that you were doing everything. And now there's a time where you don't feel like, like, oh my gosh, like maybe I wasn't this special unique butterfly. Like we've got to, we've got to get together and all win together. And there's a time where it's like, we need innovative ideas. We need Tyler to come in and, and, and teach us things and train. Uh, Tyler, what are you best in the world at? What's the thing that you're best in the world at that if you were coaching somebody, they would, you would, could get them from like a two to a 10. Yeah. Flipping houses and controlling budget, time, and quality. So I can flip houses really fast. I am the seven-day flip guy, right? That is me, right? I own that. I, that's my title. So we flip houses really fast, and I, I, I'm still confident that I'm one of the best house flippers in the country. Awesome. His budgeting, his management of schedule, the um, the scope of work, the actual detail, like the numbers, the, the, the data, like I've watched this guy. Amazing. Right. And so that's the thing going into this new market, this new transition that we're seeing that has to be dialed in. Like if you want to continue to flip houses at a high level, do a bunch of them. You've got to have somebody by your side that can do that stuff. And obviously I asked Tyler to come in in the Top Gun program. We've been talking about it over the past few shows. And I wanted to bring these guys on to show you what they're capable of doing. And every single one of them is talking about their wins and talking about their struggles. Every single one of them is like you with a superpower. And if you can add that superpower onto your business, it's like rocket fuel. You can just absolutely blow it up because there's going to be times where you need to reach out to somebody and you got to get creative. There's going to be times where you just need to jump on a quick call and say, Hey, I need help with this. Like, I don't know where I'm at. I need, I need X, Y, and Z. And they're there. And these are the people that you go with through our accountability programs, everything that we do at Altitude, but there's one-on-one -on -one access in a small group. This is your tribe. This is the crew that you roll with. And you all have very similar goals and dreams and hopes that you're going in the same direction for. And that's so powerful. When I launched my eight-figure group, it was really cool to see them kind of like herd up and go together. And everybody was becoming somebody different throughout the year. It's really, really cool to watch. And so I wanted to figure out how to duplicate that and multiply that. And what we did was we found five other coaches to say, Hey, you have very specific areas of expertise. Can you take another 12 people and take them along with you? 
And so that's what we're doing. Um, Tyler, what, what are some things that you guys are specifically working on right now? And, and what should people expect from a year with you? Yeah, huge success so far. So just we've been going for three weeks with our group and it has been phenomenal. So luckily I went to uh, one of our members is local, which is nice. And so I was actually able to go to him and he's like, Tyler, I have this budget. It's 85,000. This is what I'm planning on doing. And I made a few phone calls. We had some resources. We talked really specifically through it and we got it for 55K. So I just saved him $25,000 within the first three weeks of us consulting. And that's on one project. He has a whole bunch of other projects as well that I'm like, hey, if you change these few things and we look at this a little bit different, he's like, well, I want to put rain gutters on the on the house. And I'm like, look around you in the neighborhood. Do you see any rain gutters on any of these houses? No, that, that saved him $2,000 just by itself, that one comment. And so anyways, we, we dial in really, really specifically to their business and they get vulnerable, even more vulnerable than what we are here on this podcast. I, I know their problems. I know their personal goals. I know where they're trying to go. I know, hey, this contractor said this, how can I help you? If I could come and hold your hand and dive into your business and know your business better than anybody, right? Better than you. Because I'm going to come in and look at your financials. I'm going to look at all of those things. And then I can speak specifically to you on what exactly you need right now. And I've used that leverage with our tribe, right? I, I go and I say, hey, this is what I need right now. Let me hop on a quick five-minute phone call. Give me the answer. Perfect. Now I can go to work and implement. That's the coolest thing about Top Gun. Being in a bigger group or a mastermind or flip hacking live even, we have to be very vague on a widespread of audience because there's people that have done one deal and there's people that have done a hundred deals. And how do you speak to that audience? When I know your business and it's one-on-one, it's you and me. And we talk about how I can help you right now, right this second, you have access to me 24 seven. And how can I add a ton of value to you and be able to help you grow your business so much faster? Tony Robbins says, turn decades into days. And the Top Gun program is exactly that. It helps you turn decades of experience from all five of these coaches that are probably the best in the country at what they do. And it's turning their decades of experience into days. And how do we take action right now? And what is the right action? And just like with my group, I'm telling them we have account weekly accountability. Um, we're doing all these amazing things and they're getting a ton of value and they're turning decades of experience from me in today's in action. And, and it's tangible, right? Saving $25,000 is real. Like that's a real uh, value add to this person that um, they're going to be able to do it for a lot cheaper. So anyways, that's what we're doing in our Top Gun group. It is amazing. Like it has been so fun to see the progress and the just the, the leadership that's coming out of this group. I'm excited for what's going to happen in a year because we're going to take 12 of these top gun people and we're going to turn them into the top 12 house flippers in the country. I love it. If you guys are interested in working with Tyler or any of the top gun coaches, you can set up a call with them. So Tyler will jump on a one-on-one call with you. I am going to continue to say the same thing that I've said on the other shows. Um, This is for somebody who is already operating at a high level. So if you're a new beginner, first time flipper, this is not something that you're going to jump into. You should be jumping into our runway program, but this is for like people that are altitude group and up. So if you're flipping 10, 12 houses a year, you're consistently doing deals. You are doing a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Then this is something that you should apply for and look into. So you get everything that we have with our seven figure altitude group and one-on-one with whatever coach that you pick. Um, so if you're a house flipper, Tyler is absolutely the guy to jump in with. You can go to seven figure altitude. So the number seven 
figurealtitude.com slash Top Gun. And right there, there's a, there's a website that we set up with all the different coaches and you can click to schedule a call with Tyler right there on the website. So sevenfigurealtitude.com slash Top Gun and, um, and check it out. And hopefully you got something incredibly valuable from, from the show. Um, if you are flipping houses and you have houses that are on the market right now, I guarantee that you did because Tyler dropped an absolute gold bomb and exactly how to implement it as well. Not just, hey, try this out. But get with your escrow company, uh, title company, have them do the whole back, make the payments. Like that's massive. A, a mortgage for somebody is usually around 50% of their monthly income. So if you can get rid of 50% of somebody's expenses for six months, like that's huge for them, especially in the current economic times right now, you have a massive leg up over anybody else. In fact, I would consider, and the other thing we didn't talk about is like that can be contingent on a full price offer just like we used to, like if you pay full price, we'll give you this, uh, these closing costs or these other things. Like that was very, very popular back in the day, like three, four yeah. years ago when I was selling houses. So it's not like, oh yeah, low ball me 15,000 and I'm going to give you $15,000 off. It's, Hey, full price offer with the full price offer. And that by the end of the weekend, we'll do this, you know, those kind of things. So think about this, like massively get creative. And Tyler is the best in the business when it comes to this. And um, if you're flipping houses right now, you should be working with them. So go to sevenfigurealtitude.com slash top gun. And um, we'll continue to bring you awesome shows. I'm doing a lot more interviews now. A lot of things like trying to walk you guys through this, um, this, the market that we're in right now, the economic environment, we're creating a really, some really cool YouTube series. I'm back in the field, like negotiating and getting on phone calls with sellers and buying houses with blaze and just trying to feel what you guys feel. So I can bring the best content that I can to you guys. So if you're not following our YouTube channel, go check that out too. And, uh, as always, thanks for, um, thanks for checking out the show. And, uh, if you're a first time listener, I'd love to have you back. Uh, rating and review is always appreciated. And Tyler, thanks for spending time with us. I'll for see you later. Sure. Yep. Thanks guys. Bye.